This is a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. Shall we begin? You're working with you. Well, you dirty-eating piece of slime, you scum-sucking pig, you son of a motherless goat. Who are you? Wherever there is injustice, you will find us. Wherever there is suffering, we'll be there. You will die like dogs. No, we will not die like dogs. We will fight like lions because we are the Free Amigos. <coughs> Arriba! I like these guys. They are funny guys. Arriba! Just kill one of them. BFM 89.9, you are listening to Popcorn Culture with Lynn, Sharmila and Arvin. And it is a throwback today. We haven't done one in a little while. Tomorrow we are going to be reviewing the third season of Only Murders in the Building. So it felt right. It just felt right to look back at another time when Steve Martin and Martin Short graced the screen together. So we're going back to 1986 and John Landis's Three Amigos, which features um, Martin Martin and also... So Chevy Chase. You know, I remember images of this movie. I, I remember the three of them in that costume uh, so distinctively, but I don't think I actually remembered very much of the movie itself, except for, you know, all the, the perhaps culturally not very appropriate anymore cries and things like that. <laughs> um, but to me, honestly, having just finished watching um, Only Murders in the Building, watching a very, very much younger Steve Martin and Martin Short was both simultaneously very sweet, um, but also kind of nostalgic and bittersweet. Yeah, so I, I've also never seen uh, Three Amigos. I've always wanted to. It's been on my watch list for a long, long time. Um, so I'm glad that we get to do it for this episode. La. I want to say that I don't get it. <laughs> at all like honestly I, I don't I don't get the movie um, I mean I, I would get it if if it was big in the 80s and then it aged poorly and it isn't so funny anymore today right but it bombed in the 80s and then now it has a strong cult following um, like the reverse of what I thought happened and I don't get that dynamic I also don't get why the movie is considered one of the funniest things that these three have ever done. Like, I I enjoyed watching it. I thought it was fun. Um, Same, like, nostalgic seeing that. Um, And I like all three, but yeah, like, don't, don't understand. I have no idea how to watch this movie without nostalgia and the burnishing of stardom. In other words, if you didn't already know that Steve Martin, Martin Short and Chevy Chase were American comedy royalty, um, well, difficult royalty in the case of one of them famously, but you know, the the point is that they are seen as emblematic of American comedy at a very particular time. If you didn't know that, would this movie still be as funny? So I, I'm not sure what the answer is. I think the premise is so lawak bodo and that there are specific things that really celebrate um, their sort of old school triple threat approach to comedy. So they dance, they sing, they shuffle, they lesso, they, they do all sorts of things. So that stuff I really enjoyed. But maybe we start with the premise because it's quite simple. <clears throat> so um, I want to get their names right. <laughs> 
I know them. Dusty Bottoms, yes. Lucky Day, and Ned Niederlander. So, the three of them are, as you heard in that clip, the three amigos. They are silent movie stars whose stardom is waning, and their studio dumps them, and it just so happens... <clears throat> that a villager or a village that is in need of a protection from a villain, El Guapo, sees a film of theirs and mistakes them for like, I don't know, vigilantes <laughs> and decides to try and contact them and get it going. And then they travel to Mexico in an attempt to be the heroes of the day, but also thinking that they're just actually going to go there to perform a show before realizing, oh, it's all real. Okay, it's set in the 1916, in, in 1916, which um, explains why things like this maybe could have happened. Like, uh, because telegrams and silent yes, movies yes. and all the rest so of it. So basically, yeah. you know, a message gets very wrongly interpreted through a cheap telegram is what it is. Is it infamous or infamous? <laughs> infamous. This is the question. Infamous <laughs> El Guapo. Um, Lawa Bodo is actually exactly it. It's exactly the tone of this movie. Um, I, I have to say... I enjoyed it without being invested in it at all. And I enjoyed it in that Lawak Bodo in the background kind of way. Like I watched it over dinner. Um, I really enjoyed it when they started singing or when they put on like a, a little like show in the middle of a bar. Um, you know, there are a lot of silly, fun things. And it's also incredibly entertaining watching, especially Steve Martin and Martin Short. Chevy Chase as well, but I've never really been the biggest fan of his style of comedy. But Steve Martin and Martin Short, the physical comedy that they bring to everything, uh, the way they move and they say certain lines, um, even just the way they smile, there was a lot for me to enjoy without necessarily thinking, ah, I'm so glad I watched this. So I think my biggest problem is that it's the opposite of uh, Lawak Bodo thing. Like, I would have wanted more Lawak Bodo. Like, I wanted it to be more ridiculous and more random. Um, more like a, So it is written by Lorne Michaels. Um, so it is very SNL in that way, right? It's, it's such an SNL vibe going for it. Um, I wanted bigger, better SNL. Uh, especially with the three of them in the, in the lead, I thought it would be... It, it felt subdued. I don't know why. I felt like they have done so much more or we've seen them doing so much more that this movie felt kind of like it was a bit subdued and a bit mellow um, and a bit dry as well. And I, and I wasn't sure why or what was happening, maybe because this was the first time like Steve Martin and Martin Short were in a movie together. So that chemistry wasn't built yet, wasn't there yet, maybe. Um, but yeah, like, like watching it throughout, I was like, I couldn't take off that lens of we've seen them do more in the future. And I was pinning it on a movie from the past. But I just couldn't watch it without luck. So I, I like the tropiness of the film to a degree. Um, I, I like that it plays with uh, westerns. So the, the fact that you get to see them leap weirdly on their horses. Yes, that's um, actually quite a good scene. <laughs> yes, um, the fact that you get to see them do that, all the gun twirling and the, the riding in circles and the lassoing. I'm going to keep bringing that up because Steve Martin learned to do that for this movie, which I think is impressive. So there, there's a lot of that kind of stuff that I enjoyed. Um, I am also a sucker for anything that has to do with old Hollywood. And so the fact that it played around with silent movies with like truly terrible makeup and overly long subtitles <laughs> and, and you know all the rest of it I actually thought that stuff was really funny but you're right it isn't exactly Caddyshack right so it's it's neither Caddyshack mm. nor is it the artist like some sort yeah. of lament for for the dying art of being Hollywood stars so it kind of falls in between that and then it really relies on you liking the three of them yeah so about Halfway to the film is where 
you are kind of invested and curious, I think. After that, you kind of know where this is heading. Um, for me, the film peaks at the point when the when they realize they are not actually there to put on a show. Until then, it's actually incredibly funny uh, because they think they're there to perform and then you know that there's an actual real murderous gangster around and then they're all sort of like rehearsing for the show. Not just rehearsing, but going up to villains and going, pleasure to meet you, yes. nice working with I you. I love all your right, work. Let's, yeah. wink, wink. let's do this. <laughs> so it, all that stuff I thought was really funny. I would have actually liked to see maybe more of that. Um, later on... It kind of loses steam a little bit. Although I'm sorry, Arvin, but I don't know how you can say you want more random about a movie that has a literal singing bush. Like a literal <laughs> bush that starts singing. More singing bushes <laughs> throughout the movie. You know what I mean? The singing um, no, bush but... is one of my favorite things. Huh? I just have to say <laughs> because, because... It was Randy Newman, by the way, yes, singing. Randy Newman who co-wrote the thing, who, who co-wrote <laughs> the whole film with Lorne Michaels and Steve Martin. So um, yeah. I, I just love the idea. I guess I love some ideas in it. <laughs> like the singing so bush. I, yes. yes. I actually think that, that those random parts that almost feel like is this maybe like the Pineapple Express? Like, what is this? Um, that vibe to me was kind of weird and interesting. And I wish they'd explored that a little bit more. The, the, one, the one thing that I love is that in the middle of a song, they sing a song in the middle of the desert. Um, and in the background, <laughs> like behind Chevy Chase, is a tortoise. Yes! Um, and I kept looking at the tortoise and I'm like, is that an animatronic or is that like, is that an actual tortoise? Or did they build that? Like, is that a practical effect? And I don't know why. And I don't know why the tortoise is there. To um, nod along to the it. song. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> why, why aren't you asking about the coyotes and the bobcat? The horses. The that, horses. That you couldn't tell whether they're singing or just have bad teeth. Right. It's So they're... Okay, yeah, I think we refute the random, the lack of randomness accusation for Three Amigos because there's quite a lot in there. Uh, we're talking today about Three Amigos from 1986, directed by John Landis, uh, written by Lorne Michaels, Steve Martin, Randy Newman, starring, um, among other people, but primarily, Steve Martin, Martin Short and Chevy Chase. Let us know if you've watched it or if you plan to. You can WhatsApp 018-789-8899 and tweet us at BFM Radio. Break from mediocrity. BFM 89.9. FM 89.9, you are listening to Popcorn Culture with Lynn, Sharmila and Arvin. And we are talking about, can anyone guess? Did anyone know? 
a real life documentary yeah for friendos or something <laughs> um, we're talking today about three amigos from 1986 um, ahead of discussing only murders in the building which is of course the latest work from Steve Martin and Martin Short or the latest collaboration now we're looking back at one of the earliest um, so I wanted to know whether each of you how did you find the performances because frankly they're all just being their comedic personas right to, to a degree I think that helps. So I've loved Steve Martin for ages now. I remember watching him as a kid primarily. Martin Short, a little bit less because he was always more the side character. I remember him as Frank from Father of the Bride. Um, but I love their style and I love how they are on screen. So even when they're OTT, even when they're kind of silly, I enjoyed watching them. So I, I enjoyed watching them very much also, but I think only for the reason that I, I know who they are. Mm. Um, if, if I was going to talk about their performance in the movie itself, like I said before the break, right, um, subdued. I thought that I don't know what was going on with the chemistry. I felt like Chevy Chase was, he could have been so much funnier. Like we've seen him be so much funnier. I don't know if that wasn't working or, or there was no like glue between them. There was no Selena Gomez between them. Um, <laughs> Chevy so, Chase yeah. is not a Selena Gomez. Let's just be honest. No, 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 not at all. <laughs> Um, but but I think for me it's interesting that like the the we say the Martins and Chevy Chase were in their prime in the 80s right and that's true but to me their best work happened in the last 15 years or so like I think Chevy Chase's funniest bits are on Community like he outdid all of his older stuff on Community he's gonna fight like, you <laughs> yeah because he <laughs> the doesn't cast think it's of funny, Community right? might fight you <laughs> <laughs> and and I think like similarly my favorite Steve Martin and Martin Short comedy is from the 90s and maybe even the 2000s and even only murders in the building um, so maybe it's just the person watching this love but I, I I think they've been so much funnier um, I think that so so Martin Short was kind of charming to me, partly me because um, Ned Niederlander is such a peculiar spirit. <laughs> like, like, like he he's... can fly a plane, he wants to donate to children. Yes, but he's mm. also the most money-minded of the three of them. Like, like there's a few different things that go into making the Niederlander magic. Um, he's the opposite of Oliver Putnam. Yes, yes, exactly. <laughs> yeah. um, Steve Martin, on the other hand, I thought was just pure Steve Martin. It's, it's a very classic, like, wincing, grimacing, awkward, kind of shuffling around Steve Martin, along with um, all, the, all the joyous comedy stuff that I think you would expect from him there is a scene in which he's trying to escape a prison and oh, yeah, I love I love that the scene. physical comedy of that scene <laughs> yes. is amazing They're gonna make it gonna make yeah. it it's just a very very classic kind of 80s um, but also classic comedy scene which I loved Chevy Chase's character though um, Dusty is is the one that I think maybe is emblematic of what you're talking about Arvin he could have been so much dumber, right? I would have preferred it if yeah. he'd just been really, really, really dumb. Like, really silly. So actually, I think, um, the more I think about it and the more we talk about it, it strikes me that part of the reason why we don't feel enough of a, a cohesion or a chemistry is because, to be honest, none of the characters are clear or distinct. Uh, but they bring clarity to their roles, which Chevy Chase doesn't. Yes, but then they also don't relate to each other no, necessarily. There's no real there's no real indication to us. Are these people friends? Do they like each other? What's their relationship? How like what is their dynamic? It's never actually clear. Oh, that's so true. They they're like operating in silos. They're like yes. performing in silos. Um yeah. I, I I didn't get that. I was wondering like what what was missing. 
and they're all doing like their own separate performances but and responding to the stuff that's happening around them that's happening around them yeah um i don't know i feel like talking about the movie with you guys is making me like the movie even more so i'm thinking like <laughs> this is maybe like a group watch kind of a movie it's that sort of a, that sort of a comedy um and i think also it is such a historical thing right like they just um, steve martin and martin short just spoke about the movie with conan o'brien i think like a month ago um and he brought up three amigos and they said this is where they first met so i think just for like a piece of history like this is the movie that brought these two together and gave us the martins for that sake alone i cannot not like the movie la you know i also think that this needs to be watched with someone else or several other people who will chuckle when you're not chuckling mm. <laughs> you know i think it helps um because I, I watched it with another person and um while i was starting to at, at points drift off or like is he still in the sky wait where, where, where are you? each of them okay um <laughs> while that was happening every once in a while i would hear a <laughs> in the back and i was like okay all right enjoyment <laughs> and, and i think that it is that kind of movie that you can casually watch and that you can casually watch and find very charming without actually caring if these three bozos are going to save anyone. A weekday night movie with the family, honestly. Yeah. The kind that you put on in the TV, everybody laughs at the funny bits. Um, I agree with you completely. I watched this alone and there were parts where I thought to myself, you know, it would be nice to have someone else just to be like, look at how bodo they are. Like a male plane. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, like, a, like I think the male plane. plane joke. How can you tell that it's a male plane? <laughs> yes, requires requires more than <laughs> one person for you to look at and go he's saying this right <laughs> okay all right okay so i think we've said it like don't watch this movie alone i i also watched it alone um and oh i think god, that was like oh my god you have to so, find your amigos to watch we, three amigos we are yes, the three amigos, the three amigos. Yes. <laughs> but we watched it separately for some reason yeah. like the three of them in the film we didn't come yeah. together properly yeah and i'm like scratching my chin and analyzing it but i'm not supposed to like it's not that kind of movie i'm like hmm what's wrong with the chemistry no, here no what you're supposed no. to do is wear overly dark lipstick put on weird eyeshadow and then gesticulate wildly as they do in the silent film that's how you appreciate this Perfectly. and sing to coyotes i you know you know i the more we talk about it it's a classic la <laughs> I'm into it, it now. Yeah, I've just an, decided. An icon of cinema. Yes, agreed. Yeah. I yeah. said that from the start. I believe I was plumping for this. Yeah, you're you're a diehard supporter I'm of the Martins. I'm a needlehead of this group. <laughs> sure, but but not to like wet blanket it. But the the aging of the movie, like, do we care? Oh, actually, you mean like 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 cultural values wise? Okay, Can, mm, mm. I think it helps that the dumbest people in the whole yes. movie. Are the yes. Gringos? Is them? Yes. Yeah, the Yankees, yes. the Gringos, the the things that they're all variously called. I think it helps that they are, objectively speaking, the people who know the least at any given moment about anything, and so that helps. I also think I went in expecting it to be a lot worse, a lot, lot worse, given that there have been other movies that have done this so badly in the past, and I was pleasantly surprised. Like very little is sort of openly offensive. Um, I think. I, I think honestly, it helps also that it's set so far in the past that you almost feel like, oh, we've come away from thinking this is real. I think this is also where the SNL sensibility kicks in because SNL mm. still does this stuff, right? Like Lorne Michaels still does that kind of comedy, um, but it's so well done. Like I also felt like it it was more punching up than punching down because they are the the buffoons in the scenario, like the biggest ones. So yeah. 
So we've been talking today about Three Amigos. Let us know if it's something you've watched, if it's something you enjoyed. Uh, you can WhatsApp 018-789-8899. You can tweet us at BFM Radio. And of course, you can also write to us at threeamigos at bfm.my. You have been <laughs> I apologise. People are going to try. Sorry. No, you can write to us at uh, popcornculture at bfm.my. Uh, you've been listening to Popcorn Culture, BFM 89.9. You have been listening to a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. For more stories of the same kind, download the BFM app.